Happy Walking Dead Monday, everyone. We are back. We are back. We are back. And it's an awesome Monday today. The sun is shining. It's a bombing 75 degrees out. And let me tell you something. We got a nice little breeze coming across and it's a beautiful thing. Isn't it a great day? Yes. It's always a great day in New York City. Especially in this place that we all like to call the hood. Welcome back to the White Beard and TK podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am White Beard, and standing right next to me is the lovely, the talented, the awesome, the baby, the greatest child ever to walk the planet of the earth. TK. Oh, now she just wants to say something like that. Anyway, people, I am obnoxiously chewing on a jelly bean. Say hello while I swallow this. Hello. Can you hear me? Out there in the world. Oh, gee, that was wonderful. That was awesome. That's all you have to say? Hey, listen, guys, um, we apologize for last week. She should apologize for last week of us not having a show for you. I was in between thinking of what we can do since everything in the world of The Walking Dead is on a break at the moment. So I said, let's do this, let's do this, and we'll think about this and so and so. And then this one came with the idea, hey, let's just do an episode. We're just sitting on the couch. It's just us just sitting on the couch. Did she show up to work that day? No. So I wasn't going to argue about it. And so we just let it go. And I said, this week, you know what we can do in between the fillers like everybody else is doing? We can either talk about our favorite episodes or, as I was looking at things online recently, I don't know if you listened to them. I sent you a few of those those things. But apparently, did you hear? No. Madison is alive. She's alive. Listen, I am not a diehard fanatic, for which we get the word fan from, so I honestly couldn't tell you the name of all the showrunners and producers and writers on the show. I know you know a few of them. You've been paying attention to them. But apparently, after years of teasing and going back and forth, is Madison dead? Is Madison this? Is Madison that? I was watching Knockbro Nation. That's why you guys should go check them out on YouTube, especially if you are fans of The Walking Dead and you like watching reaction videos or just those things. This She got me into reaction videos, which I really would never do. And I've said this before, and this is the first time I've ever did that, which is watching Walking Dead fan reactions. What's the channel we use? We usually watch is uh, Skybound, right? Yes. Skybound and uh, The Walking Dead channel usually has these up. So apparently, while talking, someone let slip what you said. And what did you say about Madison's death? That we didn't see a body. Right. And I look back, because someone had a clip. I think Knockbro Boys had a clip of it. I'm going to go back and, and, and actually look at that while we're waiting for Walking Dead to come back on. When she turns around, I think she was on the, uh, she was on a two-way when she was talking to them. When they got separated, she said, 
No one's ever gone until they're gone. It's like you're playing games. No so, one ever listens to me when I say, if there's nobody, the person is not dead. Just like Han. And a couple months after I said that, that his body was not burning up in the car, the trailer for the new Fast and Furious movie was released, and guess who was alive? Supposedly exactly. Han. Exactly. Supposedly Han. Exactly. I'm not believing it. Okay. I know he died. And if he didn't die, then we shouldn't have had that trash heap of a piece of dung, stupid film. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it. That side hustle type of movie. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, my God. Can you take the greasy, big, bulky dude and put him in another movie all by himself? I mean, I appreciate The Rock's film debut and a few things he's done over the years but when he jumped into the series I really could I was like it was way over the top there was another one he was way over the top and then he just sort of overshadowed things I'm like can we move on from him and he's like the only person in the world that could do something but anyway and so they decided to do Hobbs and Shaw which was trash it was really trash it was comical it was just it, they just it just it, why you got me talking about this I want to see Han Oh, so that was the reason, you know, people were like, what about Han? What about Han? So, let's get back to Madison, though. So, apparently, they pulled that whole thing like they did, like you said, and said that no one's ever gone until they're gone. And so, apparently, the, the writers and the showrunners were talking it up and were saying, well, she's still alive somewhere. So, according to Knockbro and a lot of other fans, and I think you and I tossed this around, are they going to bring Madison back? They probably will because the series was going downhill from the beginning. And we kind of tossed it around, right? Um, and I was like, no, she's gone. But. Not that, that I was done. Oh. And so uh, this year, it really started picking up some, some, some heat because we're trying to figure out who in season six saved Morgan. We thought it was Alicia, but she was somewhere else, so it couldn't have been her. I thought maybe it was the guy who died who had the baby, his wife, who patched him up. But no, because we heard in that scene that she was the one. I mean, that someone else had patched him up and put him in that house that he was in with all the mattresses like a sane asylum. In a rubber room. Yeah. And so it wasn't her. So all the fans have been saying, maybe, maybe it's Madison. Maybe Madison is alive. And now we hear Madison is alive somewhere in the universe. And then, so what you didn't see, and I saw Knockbro, the guys, they were talking about how, and this is how they, and see, now they've been correct recently. They've been doing some really good predictions, and you and I have been pretty much on point in our predictions too of what was going to happen. Their reasoning is saying, remember Alicia said, she was going to go back to the stadium. Yes. When she was going to get the girl, she's going to escape. And then she said that the stadium wasn't that far. She's been taking, she's been listening. And so they're going, okay, well, we got, we have that. We have Madison saying no one's ever gone until they're gone. And then they put some other pieces together and said, maybe it's Madison. And now that they 
found out that the people said that, yeah, she's still alive somewhere. Just a possibility. Now, everybody's talking about is a little upset how they got rid of Alicia and how they treated her, the actress. And, um, and so uh, a part of what they were saying was that because of the way they kind of just like bounced her and didn't treat her too well after that, it's probably the reason why she hasn't come back. Because maybe they're saying, we're thinking she's going to, and she's like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. No, you, you got to come correct with that. So they were saying that's probably part of the reason that could be out there and a lot of other things. So what do you think about this theory that Madison is alive and possibly the one who saved Morgan's bacon? Um, I don't know. I think she was kind of boring. Okay, is there is there more to that? Not really. I just I think she was kind of boring. She didn't really have that much to her character that I actually liked because it wasn't really like an in-depth character development. She was just kind of always the same person. I found the first three years of fear to be a bit annoying and hard to follow. It was very slow, but you had the core group. And I thought Madison was mm, slightly over the top at times, but she was okay. Out of that, I think the biggest character that I liked the most was, uh, what's his name? Strand. Was Strand. Strand, I think, had the most... Sorry, I, I put another jelly bean in my mouth. I know I shouldn't have. I think Strand had the most to offer as far as a character because of the way he was. He was conniving. He's like a salesman, that sleazy guy. But he had the, the charisma to lead you and bring you in. But at the same time, he might stab you in the back because, hey, Strand was all about what? The word you're always saying... Self-preservation. Self and in that particular, yes, he has a yacht, but this is my yacht. And I'm going to keep my yacht. So I, I think for me, Strand was the strongest character that came out of that series at that moment. And then you could see it was struggling. And then when they brought Morgan over from The Walking Dead, I was like, y'all need to get rid of Morgan. Because Morgan was in that same stupid state of I don't kill anybody. And then the show just went to this whole other way when they brought on new people. And I said from the beginning, I didn't like I think you liked it. The videotaping interviews. Yes, I did. I didn't. I hated that so much. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You're bouncing between this and some past conversations. And you had, what's the name with the truck? I love the truck. And I, I didn't like that. And I really found that annoying to bounce back and forth. And I think the fifth season... Um, they kind of got away from it being something that's all of the time. Like they did the fourth season and it just, it kind of, and I was like, okay. But then we had the promise of um, bringing Dwight on. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this could be very interesting. We could see that Morgan remember Dwight beforehand. And it was like, okay, so they did my, okay, so who's going to lead the show now? Madison's gone. You have the ensemble. 
But not everybody's a strong character, so now what do you do with the show? Yeah. So you have Morgan, and Morgan really is not written as, you know, he's going to take the lead to lead the group. And then we get the only other two people who I found extremely fascinating in the world of fear next to, um, dang it, his name keeps escaping. Strand. What's Str Victor. Victor Strand is your favorite couple. Come on, what's their name? Uh, John, John and June. John and June. What a love story. And that became my next favorite people within that show. So I started watching it more to see how that was going to develop. And it developed quite well. And then season five ended with the crazy chick who split everybody up. And it's like, okay. I'm going to be interested and see what happened because you was all upset when they split John up. And then... Um, yeah, but no. And then Morgan got the lady pregnant, so... Yeah, I'm glad she's still alive. But I wasn't mad that John and June split up because I think that they need to go their separate ways. Like, I was mad because they just got married before this, so it's like, wow, you're splitting up again. But also, I don't think that... John could have stayed there that much longer. No, no, I'm not talking about this season. I'm talking about last season when um, Jenny split them up and put everybody in different places. Because oh. I was moving for like, you know, what happened fifth season. So now we get to season six, which has been a powerhouse of a season. It's been a great season. Hold on to that thought for a second. Now that we have your attention for the next few seconds, consider being part of our team. We'd love to expand our interviews and do more adventures and reach more people with a show that has something for everyone. And we can do that with your help and your support. A donation of any size that can be stopped at any time. You can also subscribe and, and like and follow and download and share this show with others. And if you have any questions or comments, and you, or you just want to say hello, you can reach us at tanthonybland at gmail.com. Again, that's tanthonybland at gmail.com. All right. Back to you, Jay. Yo, what was that? I, I don't know. I, I always just wanted to do that. It's been a great season having more of, I want to say, more of a traditional Walking Dead type of thing. I like how they all said when this was coming on that there were going to be season six is going to be a little darker. People are going to be doing things they haven't done before. You mean act like <laughs> the world's going to pot and you got to fight for everything you got? Well, it's about time. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, this season opened up really well. And I think all of us as fans have been sitting back holding our breath going, is this where it goes downhill? Is this where it fizzes out? And so I'm kind of nervous about the second half of the season. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm kind of nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm liking the new Morgan. I'm liking a more aggressive Morgan, a more Morgan who is willing to actually fight for the people he's with and protect and move on. I like John. I don't have any, any issues with John. Now the question is, if Madison is alive, 
if Madison is the one who saved him, how does the second half of the season look? How do they fit her into the show? And how does that fit with the group? Now, I know this is not like a solid group like with The Walking Dead and what they're trying to do with The World Beyond. Um, it's not like, like that. I, I think on this show, they're always getting kind of split up, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that I'd want to see if they flip June's character around and she just becomes um, a Virginia fan. Would John fight her? Like, would there be like, would there come a point where there's like a showdown and they're like pointing guns at each other in the middle of the road? And John and June? Yes. No. That would never happen. The question then would be, would John give up on his own freedom just to be with her? Mm -hmm. I mean, we left off with him leaving and just like, I can't do this. So, you know, so that kind of that kind of speaks to maybe he's thinking, I love you, June. You know, you my wife, but uh, I can't. Yeah. Can't hang out here with you and Jenny, so. I don't know. I don't know how Madison fits in with this because then we're gonna have this. We, we're gonna have this thing. Okay. Here, here's here's my thing. What we now have is because she was really basically. Come on, people. L let's be for real here. She was the female Rick. She really was. She was doing kind of that Rick s kind of thing. You know, I'm gonna be killing people. Do what I need to do for my family. And for her, it was a literal family, her son and her daughter. What Rick was, the family was the group of people he had and his son. Well, he saw his wife and kid. So what we have now is a Rick Grimes situation. A situation. Which is, Rick has been gone for a number of seasons, and we equated that to a number of years. What number did we come up with? Like eight. Right, so Rick Grimes has been gone for eight years in the Walking Dead universe. And by the way, we have a couple of updates for that. She has been gone for two seasons, so it's about two years. No. No, she's been gone longer than that? Because they did all the time jumps. They did a time jump on this show too? Yes. It was only a couple of months. Oh, wait. Yeah, I guess you're right. Jeez Louise. Okay. So we have a Rick Grimes situation with Madison as well. What have you been doing all these years if they bring her back? What has she been doing all these years that she's been gone? How has she survived? How has she survived while Jenny and her crew are running roughshod over that whole entire territory? Was she inside the stadium, which was a huge stadium that she could not possibly run and protect on her own? And I think the fall of the stadium proved that. What do you think? Um, no. Well, no. Because that was on some people that wanted to come and take what they had. And right. so they decided to kill him. True, but... They didn't have enough guns or anything else to protect them. The stadium was a huge place. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's how they got taken down anyway, because you really, there was, that's a lot of places to keep your eyes to watch, I mean, to keep watch over and to protect and without the guns or the manpower to do so. Because what they do, like have a couple of local people come in, right, and live with them. I don't know. I have to go back and watch that whole season. So you have that, where has she been? How does she survive? Did she cross paths with Jenny? Was she part of her posse at some point? And if she was, how come she hadn't come back already to go with her kids and Morgan and the rest of the group? So there's a lot of questions to ask. The same thing with Rick Grimes. Now, with the Rick Grimes situation, we have that Rick disappeared in a, in a helicopter because he was supposed to be dead. Then they played that game with everybody that he's flying off in a helicopter. But that was his last episode. He was now leaving the show. We know the actor went to go be with his family. He's like, that's enough. My kids are getting older. Mm-hmm. And then they promised us the Rick Grimes movies. We'll get to that in a moment. So you had that situation. Like, where's Madison been? Yeah. What's Madison been up to? Maybe she was with and just the beginning people. Ooh. Do tell. That sounds pretty good. Go on. Or she could have started it. The end is a beginning, people. Well, here's another theory from Knockgrove. That the crazy guy who we saw in the trailer who's talking to Alicia, who said, I've been looking for somebody like you, is the guy who got away that John, John's dad, put in prison. Maybe he's talking about a serial killer. And his father couldn't get him the night that he was drinking when he was in um, uh, in uh, Jenny's town. And he said his father did something really bad to do something good, which was he framed the guy who he knew was guilty mm-hmm. and had him put in the jail. But no one looked at him the same, and his dad ended up being a drunk or something else. And that was when he was thinking about doing what he needed to do to save that lady's life who got killed. So their theory is, judging from that conversation and a few other things, that perhaps that guy is a serial killer because you know when everything fell, prisoners were free. So maybe somehow he has survived and now he here tells that there's John out there and a few other people and he runs into Alicia and maybe finds out and that this guy is a serial killer that his father put in there because they were saying, you know, we haven't had any serial killers on the show. Apparently in prison, remember the, the little weasel dude with the blonde hair in the prison with Rick and him? No. You don't remember the little skinny, the little skinny white guy? Um, he was supposed to be going to be a, a serial killer. Now when they said there's no serial killer, I'm going, wait a second, what about the little girl? But she was killing animals. She didn't kill people. Right, she killed animals. Hey, the governor was kind of a serial killer. Kind of. I guess. So it would be interesting because, right, you do now have lawlessness. You have these serial killers who are out there who are running loose. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting theory. But, again, the Madison thing is how does she fit into the show now? Yeah. 
And then, you know, what do they move? How do they move forward with fear? Hopefully, they'll keep going with this stronger action show with more stuff that's pulling and, you know, the characters being who they are. You know, Strand being Strand. You know, you trust them, you love them, and you hate them. <laughs> Just Strand being Strand. Now, as far as The Walking Dead goes... Can you imagine what? Strand and Jesus meeting each other? Yeah, Strand would be Judas. <laughs> he would be Judas. Hey, Jesus, wow, man, you, you're the miracle worker. Um, this is good stuff. Um, can I be the one to sit on your left or your right? Uh, I don't know about that, Strand. Okay, um, he start conniving to make his, his mate over there so he could push John out the way. So he could be Jesus's, you know, the one who he loved most as, you know, something like that. Uh, and then goes over and, and sell him out for 30 pieces of silver. Yeah. Thinking he gonna move up the chain. Wait, is that what he did to Alicia? <laughs> no. And so he can move up the chain to get to Jenny. Yeah, but he didn't really betray her. He just sent her away. He just sent her away. So that's interesting. So the uh, the the update news on the movies is is that they're supposed to be getting ready and it's going to come out next year. And as Knockbrona, you and I said, that's probably not going to happen. Um, the fans are annoyed because it's been so long, and they're still talking about a theatrical um, trilogy. Which I think is going to be hard because how the movie industry, number one, was hit this year. And many people started streaming some of their movies, which I think they should have done. Because then you could still make money and people could watch the movies from their confi the confines or the comfort of their own home. Mm -hmm. um, we're used to watching television at home, so it wouldn't matter if we wanted to see really see a movie. And I said, like with Fast and Furious... Let me stream it, and then you have a theatrical release next year. You know, God willing, the theaters reopen. So we have a few theaters. I don't know about on the East Coast, at least in New York City, they're just beginning to open up. I know Midwest, you guys had yours open, and maybe we'll talk about California. You'll just need to cut yourself off or go float. <laughs> just, just be an island. Um, so the Rick Grimes movie is, I don't know, would you go see that in the theater or would you rather see it? Yes. Really? I don't care if that was the first movie I've ever seen. I just want to see a movie in a theater. Well, forget about seeing a movie in a theater, but I'm just saying, would you want to see the Rick Grimes trilogy in a theater or would you rather see it on TV? In a theater, but one of those ones like it. Well, AMC theaters suck, honestly. They're always dirty. Anyway... I'd want to see it in one of those where the seats go backwards and you can like lay down. Then I'd watch it. Yeah. I don't know if I am that big of a fan that I'd spend the money to go see that on the on the telly on in a theater. I might. I might want to. I'm waiting for Fast and Furious. Um, I'm done with the Avengers. They can go take a hike somewhere. I've been waiting for Black Widow again like I said earlier this year, or a couple of podcasts back, that Fast and Furious and the Black Widow should have just did the streaming thing or let people buy it, and then next year you release it in the theater and people will go and see it in the theater because 
we are hungry to get back out and sit in the giant theater and watch a movie on a big screen. So there's that. Um, I think that they should just do it. No commercials on AMC Plus or whatever it is. Because it's been too long since we've seen Rick. They've done so much in between that. So, you know, reintroducing him into this. And we already know that the show's ending after season 11. So I think everything, like everyone else is saying, is that they're building up for these films. Now, if you get a giant build-up for the films and the films suck, you just destroyed the franchise for people who've been loving it. I like Mulan, which I feel like was... Honestly, I'm going to say it. I think the actress who played Mulan kind of jinxed it. I'm not going to lie. Because, listen... You can say whatever you want to. It's part of the law. You know, you're allowed to say that. Whatever. But the way that she was like, I'm in support of the, what was it, the Hong Kong police or something like that. You know, these protests have to stop. You know, you should just be one with the rest of China. She said those kind of things before the movie was released. And then I watched it and it was subpar. So, just a little, little jinxing happening right there. So you made me spend my money to watch this movie and you didn't like it. It was okay. And I didn't not like it because, you know, like other people, oh, there's no songs in it. They're not singing. Girl, what? It's a live action movie. Who's was, they didn't say it was a musical. Um, I mean, I liked it. I liked the story, you know, but I wouldn't exactly watch it two and three times over again. Well, unfortunately I had to buy that movie because it wasn't being rented out. Um, yeah, I had my issues with the yeah. movie. Well, there's also my flixer, so. So, um, I had my issues with that. But yeah, so I think that it would do a great harm to to the people. Now, what you could do is you could release, if it's still going to be a trilogy, release one on TV or on AMC Network with the promise of or to be continued and then be continued into the theater. Because once you put things into the movie, you have to, you don't really have to, but you, you change the element of the world that you created on a television show. And Star Trek did this. Sometimes it was good and sometimes to the detriment of the franchise. I'll get to that in a second. The other part of the issue with the Rick Grimes trilogies are, is they don't have a producer, they don't have a writer and they don't even have a script yet. So the whole nonsense of playing around with people saying it's going to come out next year is a whole lot of hooey. You got to first have all these things in place. So that's how it goes with that. And, you know, now I'll say about the Trek thing was the first movie that they did was Generations. 
and they were passing the torch from Picard, I mean, from uh, Kirk to Picard, and they figured out a way to make the two universes come together, and so you kind of pass the movie Patan from the um, Kirk generation to the Picard generation. I didn't appreciate this. I didn't appreciate the movie in the beginning. Um, I think we should have left Kirk the way he did, and of course Kirk did his slow death. It was very dramatic and all the other good stuff. But what they did was they pulled elements from the TV show into the film. But now you had Data with the emotion chip, so now he would, Data was cursing, and so you had some of those elements. So now he's like, now we have a film, let's do stuff we've never done before. Ooh, we can show a butt. You know, we can curse, and that was okay. The next go-round was um, not Nemesis, uh, First Contact. I think Frakes took over that one. And that was a little bit more darker. That was a little bit, that felt more like um, Deep Space Nine. It was Richard had action. It was fighting the Borg. And it was like, okay, this was up here. This is pretty good. Um, I liked that one at first. A lot of people had problem with it. And so then their second film by themselves was, I forgot the name of it, where they really went more towards the television audience and giving you more of the TV type feel. Where it had like a, a feel of this, we were still watching another episode with the music, the way the coloring went. And then, you know, you had the characters acting the same way they've always act. And that movie kind of flopped. Then they tried it again. So my point is, is that when you do something like that, you the whole world changes. Mm-hmm. So in the Rick Grimes movies, we would be seeing Michonne, because another one, she left the show, he left the show. And here's my other issue with this Walking Dead universe right now. The poor little babies ain't got no mother or father. No. Michonne just disappeared. Yeah. So the next six episodes that they're going to be doing in between season 11 that's popping up, uh, are they going to address that or just going to wait to season 11 to address that? I mean, it's it's just like she just left. Probably not. So who's going to raise her? Oh, Auntie Maggie? Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Some interesting stuff and some interesting plot holes. And everybody has the same theory I had. And I think you backed me up on this one about the world beyond. That's what I was going to say, Frodo. <laughs> Huck did not know that her mother and the CRM killed everybody at Campus Colony. And I think that's going to set a wedge between her, the CRM, and her mom, and then they're gonna turn Huck into a good guy. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to try, try, try to make Iris be worth our time watching. I don't know if it'll work though. Yeah, I know. I, I think they're also gonna be focusing on what's his name's relationship because he really, really, as a character, they really need to do something with him. Um, Felix. Right. I think they're going to, I think when this comes back on, sadly, I think they're going to focus on a relationship between Felix and his boyfriend, which will really, really suck because I think you need to focus on the story right now. And the story is 
Who is the doctor with the giant sandwich? What does she have to do with daddy? That's probably really just somebody that he fell in love with, that he worked with. And she used him? From before. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a picture of all of them together. Yeah. He's probably like, take your kids to work today. And he was like, hey, let's take a picture with my work friend. And what have you done with daddy? And what exactly do you want with the asset? I don't think they're doing anything with him because he doesn't know about anything. He's just there to work on science and stuff. But... What was his field, though? But, I, I don't know. But he might just disappear because he was asking questions about the military. Yeah. Which it sounds like his his lady friend was part of the military wing, or maybe she was part of the government, because he said, you're military. And he's a scientist, so. There's a lot we got to see coming up, and um, we don't know what we're going to be doing next week. Maybe we'll go back and we'll look at some, some of our favorite episodes, or just look at fear to see how they can possibly work, what's the name, into this. Or... Maybe I'll begrudgingly rewatch the world beyond to see if the second go round. I don't know. Or you can watch season four of Ben Housing. I don't remember any of the show, so. I don't remember any of the show either. You didn't even watch it. I watched five seconds of it. That's because I made you watch it. No, I liked what's the name better, um, Wyatt Earp. Sorry, what was her name? Winona Earp. Hmm. I think another season came out on, on uh, Netflix. Got to check it out and see. Well, maybe that's what we'll do. And uh, we'll do that on Monday and bring in some more uh, Walking Dead updates until it all returns. Until then, we shall see you next week, God willing, right here on the Dead Monday where we talk ill of the dead. Say goodbye to the good folks out there in the world. Goodbye to the good folks out there in the world. Wow, that was that was actually that was actually pretty good. I like how you did that.